So I've got a really nice episode this week on Vibe Club for you all. See, I sat down with Alex Bjorkman in Norway and we discussed just three songs that had a big impact on him throughout his life. So we get a little bit of an insight into Alex Bjorkman at different ages and he shares some of the stories and what he was going through at that time and why these songs were such a, a big deal to him in his core memories. So have a listen. Enjoy sitting down with me and Alex as we uh, enjoy a rum and coke and discuss some of his memories. First thing I want to ask you though, why was you so specific about your rum and coke? You want me to talk about the rum and coke? Rum and coke is like music. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start with that. I picked out many songs that I wanted to choose between. So mm. I, I don't know if I'm totally decided every song yet. I might just get a feeling like, okay, this is... Yeah. Oh, let's do this one. Exactly. Now, right now, it's awesome that I am sitting in a Norwegian studio. Yeah with Alexander Bjorkman and we're currently in Trissel, Norway yeah. and we've been in doing skiing and snowboarding and uh, yep, Alex has made us a rum and coke and we're going to sit down and talk about some songs with Alex's memories Yeah, which I'm super looking forward to and Alex, I love the fact that you've struggled to find which song you want to talk about because <laughs> that's a good problem to have Yeah, I just put everything in the list and I mean, this is just How many songs have you got on the list? A lot. It says it's two hours long, though. <laughs> yeah, and I still can't decide which ones I want to use. But I have some idea, I think. So when I asked you to do a podcast, what was your first feeling? How do you choose songs to show other people? Like, what? It feels like uh, it's defining you in some way. Mm. And I don't think I could be defined in five or ten songs or even a playlist or something. You're a man of big personality. Um, maybe that, but I don't think anyone could be defined in just a couple of songs. Mm. They mean a lot to you, and they can say a lot about you. But, yeah, we are more complex than that, so... And it all it's always about this. You, you think you know someone, and you get bits of it, and you make your picture. But the longer you know someone, you get to change that picture all the time. Even the ones you've known for forever. It's interesting though. Mm. It's nice with music because you get to learn something about someone. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Why I've really started to get into hearing people's memories mm. of music. Because, for example, right now, I don't know what you're about to share. And I don't know stories about you. Mm. But there's something about music that's like connected to our, our brain mm. that... I know that when we start listening to something, something's probably going to come to mind yeah. that you hadn't even thought of, yeah. that you're not even thinking of right now. And I'm yeah. looking forward to finding out what that is. It's interesting, yeah, yeah. So no pressure on your brain. No. <laughs> but I thought about it a lot, and I think I can make interesting stories uh, with these songs. And hopefully not everyone heard these songs, so maybe it's something that they want to explore. And also I think... They're pretty nice songs. Mm. You could talk about them musically and why I like them mm. and why many other people might, might like them. So when you were compiling this list, what was the first song that came to your mind 
The thing is, like, I don't think any song popped like that because I have a really bad memory. Out of sight, out of mind. Mm. That's how I work. Mm. So the thing is, like, when I dug through a lot of music and lists, I found lists that I haven't been listening to for years that has a lot of songs that I really enjoy, but I haven't put them in my, my main playlists. So I, like, sort of forgotten about them. And I, it was... Yeah, that's how it works. So I have hard times remembering songs or things that I like. I have to constantly remind me. And that's why playlists are good, because you put them in there and they're not forgotten. But I'm also not very good at putting everything where it should be. That's <laughs> really funny. It's like, maybe it's a little bit like, have you ever, you know, on like Netflix or something like that? And have you ever sat there with a friend, scrolled through them and talked about these movies, yeah. but not actually watched something? Yeah, You're that's... Ah, like, oh, this movie's great because of this. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like sometimes I do the same thing on Spotify, yeah. you know, especially if I've got to find yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I'll be looking through and thinking, oh, I love this because of this. I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah, yeah I, I know exactly. It's super nice to just talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And also, when I play music to my friends, like if I get to control the music, I'm like, I want to show them this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to play the whole song because there's two less time. So I want to skip songs mm -hmm. to get to the next one. And uh, people don't like that. <laughs> well, this is the perfect place because we can just play a part of the song. Mm. This is your time to show me. Mm. Yeah. But I think we're going to play whole songs because I don't think people enjoy listening to half songs all the time. <laughs> There's something about it that people are, let me just listen to a song. Yeah. <laughs> we can do. So, I think so, that works. But uh, yeah, so I just scrolled through my main big uh -huh. lists and also maybe as another list, but I just, songs were like, oh, this one is really, there's something about this. I just put in the list. And then I find out later, like, when I see this, I feel like, okay, this is a very good song, but I don't have any specific memory to talk about something about it. So I thought, maybe I'll pick another one. Hmm. So it's, just, it's not just the best music or the best songs I like, it's just something there's more to, to talk about than just a song. Hmm. If you can keep this playlist alive and don't delete it, then mm. I can link that to the, yeah, uh, yeah. the episode and people can go and listen to the rest yeah. of the ones we didn't hear. Yeah, they could, but I w might want to add some songs, but <laughs> because I didn't have time to finish what I was doing here. And also, I named the playlist "Best of Best," which doesn't reflect at all what it what this is. Uh huh. Because I thought I was looking for the best songs that I really think are the best of my best songs, uh -huh. but it didn't turn out to be that way. Uh -huh. Many of these songs are not like the best of the best. It's just. Uh, like I said, something that's not as common as everything else, maybe. And also it's something that I enjoy and something that I connect with the story about my life. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going for, I think. That's what I think is really nice. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So what's the first one that you want to show me and that you've got a story with? You made some suggestions of what you could talk about here. And one was like musical awakening mm. so i want to talk about maybe my first memories of musical awakening other than uh, aqua songs or okay <laughs> when i was little do you know aqua yeah 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 barbie girl right yeah good memories from that like dancing <laughs> with my cousins in the basement dude but i wouldn't say that a musical awakening i'm gonna say but they're good they're good even now but yeah. if i had a thousand picks yeah. for what song i think he was about to suggest i would not have said aqua barbie girl <laughs> it's really good <laughs> No, but it's yeah. We're not listening to that, are we? No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. 
I'm telling you, it's it's not part of the musical awakening. Because I'm not listening to the whole of that. No, no, no. It's just what I'm saying is that was before the musical awakening. Okay. Oh, right, okay. It wouldn't count as musical awakening. Yeah. It's just when you're a kid. Yeah. And you like songs that sound fun. And you liked Barbie Girl. Uh, yeah, and among other Aqua songs. Okay. Doctor Jones. Okay. Actually, about Doctor Jones, I I had a doctor, and his name was Doctor Jones. His name was Jones, and he was the doctor. <laughs> Perfect. I bet that song. I could find mind. a picture of him because I thought it was too funny. Size. So I asked him to if I could take a picture. Really? He was Doctor Jones, and he was my doctor. He cured my. Uh, I thought I had like an asthma thing, but it wasn't asthma. It was like I got it from uh, from something. I played when I was sick. Played sports, mm. so got really bad. So whenever you listen to that song by Aqua, you think about your Doctor Jones. Uh, no, because he came after the song. Oh, okay. But yeah, maybe, maybe. Could think about him. Okay. So, so we're going to play uh, Aqua Dr. Jones now. No, <laughs> we, no, 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 no. <laughs> So those are two songs we're not going to play. No, no, no. no. So what are we going to play? It's fun to talk about songs I'm not going to play. This is the <laughs> list of songs I'm not going to play. <laughs> we're not listening to any music here. I love this. <laughs> okay. So... Well, my music awakening, I would say uh, when you start to get to be a teenager, like hmm, might be like 11, 12 years old before the teens. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, NH can be hard for you, but uh, like music can help you to deal with things and it means much to you. Yeah, I was going in like fifth or sixth grade for this, I would say. And we, we had a classroom. It was shaped. I don't know that doesn't matter how it was shaped. We, we, we sat like in a circle in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting because otherwise you, you are just facing away, right? But we sat like in a circle so we could all see each other. And I had gotten this MP3 player. It was like I was the first in the class that had an MP3 player. And I was also the only kid in the class who could listen to music during class. Because I disturbed the other kids. <laughs> because I was singing if I didn't have something to cancel out my noises. So I could just start saying that I have ADHD and everything, what that means. And it wasn't diagnosed back then, but it was, I was uh, a bit, yeah, I could disturb the other kids. But uh, this, this MP3 player with this music on could really help me to focus and such. So, and this song was one of the songs that I just remember uh, was meaningful to me. Uh, it brought out feelings. And it's a bit melancholic, but it also uh, has a go to it. Mm. And I would say I'm that kind of person. I have a lot of melancholia, which I like, that part of me. But I also like to have, I'm also like to have a going on, <laughs> what's it called? I mean, jag, jag är mycket liksom. I like uh, upcoming music as yeah. well. So this is a song with both parts. So it's Mew. Like the Pokemon. Mm. The song is called 156. So you've not heard of this band? Nope. Okay, that's good. Sounds very special. Cool. And I wouldn't name this genre. It's a bit rock, it's a bit pop, it's a bit uh, maybe slight punk. No, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird genre. I can't wait to hear this. This is going to be so good. So you've got it. I've got it. All of our headphones are connected. Okay, so yeah. Bjorkman, you tell us when to press play. Okay, play. Mm-hmm. 
I like the winds here in the start. It's a windy place we're at. You can hear that, right? I can hear that, yeah. idea of an 11 year old Alex listening to this in school. How did you discover this? I'm gonna talk about that too, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's nice that it changes so much, you know? Yeah. changes a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Just suddenly changes. It's interesting. Oh, I can imagine Alex doing homework in his room with a secret.
apartment is saying 156. <laughs> Why does it say 156? I have no idea. That's how they looked into it. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. Just very subtle in the background, like one, five, mm. six. Ooh, that'd be doing research straight away. Yeah, I think there's some something that I never looked at, so it could be interesting. Mm. What year do you think this came out? Okay, let me think. I would so, like the end. I might have been 2001-2002. Okay, maybe like 2000. 2000. Okay, wow. yeah. So it was it was a bit old. Uh, but I, I didn't listen to this, I don't think it was new, or maybe it wasn't like when my memories are, mm. maybe the memories like came after listening to it a year. Mm. Yeah, but I just, uh, I can remember the episode of me having my mp3 player listening to in class. I remember, we remember we made this book uh, about ourselves, it's just a compendium, like a short, like little, like five chapters or... 12 chapters or something about my family, what I enjoy. Uh, and I just remember I had a th the last chapter was like my friend, friends from school think about me. Oh, friends maybe it was, yeah. And I have this at home still. It's fun to read what 12 year you says about you and yourself and mm. stuff. Mm. And, and my friends wrote that uh, Alex, he's funny and he's a cool guy, like a uh, nice guy, uh, but he sings at the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's defined me because I really enjoy music and really love, uh, like like singing didn't learn to sing though uh, until I was m way much older but uh, yeah it's just like yeah, that's the reason why I got this mp3 player uh, I think so could focus and such and the funny story about how I found like this song and many other songs is I have an older cousin that's five years older than me so this is his music. I mean, because who else would know how to manage an MP3 player? Like it was new tech for that time. Mm. Who would recommend an MP3 player? Mm. That's why I was like the first because, yeah, my cousin just, he was into tech and he was like, there's this thing called MP3 players. And my, my mom was like, okay, let's get one. It sounds good. And it was so revolutionary, like having this little thing that could play all your music, like other kids. Later, more kids could listen to songs in the classroom because it became more popular, mainstream to listen to music. They had these CD players, you know, portable CD players. Yeah. This was uh, when music became more portable, like when people really used to listen to music like everywhere and in the mm -hmm. classroom. And like my students now, they always listen to music. It's no problem. Like they can listen to music if they need to. Mm. Do you teach music? No, 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 I don't teach music. I teach everything because I'm sub sub teacher, so... Okay. Yeah, I just jump in where I need it. Sometimes it's music, mm. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, that's an interesting topic. Like, yeah, this one was very emotional for me and I made it my song, but it came from my cousin. He put in the songs that he liked and I was very influenced by what he likes in his music. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's it's much like that, like... You always get influenced by other people. Yeah, That's absolutely. I remember when I had my first iPod and I was just using my sister's CDs, 
which you'd upload into the computer exactly. to your iTunes, and that would go onto my iPod. Yeah. So I was listening to music from the CDs that my sisters bought. Yeah. Not music that I'd found myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's interesting that, isn't it? Yeah. You know, how we pass that on to each other, I suppose, as well. It's That's really... probably also different with generational. Like now, kids can find stuff online on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. But like growing up in the nineties, mm. that wasn't the case. It was like. The only music you were exposed to was CDs that people had in the house, maybe, yeah. and relatives. Yeah, and radio. Yeah. But that music is pushed on you in another way. It's a branch and everything. These bands are more like uh, indie, mm. individual developers, uh, producers. Mm. So this is a band from Denmark. Mm. And it was quite like popular like in 2001. People listened to those songs. Me and my cousins, like we listened to these because... Of my older cousin, so yeah, the thing like we get influenced of people, but I also feel like when I compare myself to kids today, I feel like I've missed so much music, and I feel like behind the music, I I like to listen to music a lot, but I actually don't take the time, and many songs I don't have, like I feel like I should know these artists and songs, like main like classic, really big. Uh, artists uh, but I haven't listened to them and I wasn't uh, used to them when I grew up but now kids have like every tool to find like whatever music and they like many people they listen to like 80s or 19s but they wasn't even born then mm. like but I can also go back like now and listen to 60 music from the 60s and such but it's just uh, it's interesting and well, also the, yeah. the, the music that went popular when you were growing up like mm. how everything yeah Mm, yes, you and infiltrate you. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Just to consider, because music is is so expansive now, it's pretty much impossible to listen to everything that exists. Mm. So you know, it's well, what are you going to listen to? Mm. You know, Spotify is so huge, you'll never listen to all of it. Yeah, but what you are exposed to is all surrounded by the life you're in, your lifestyle, and the people around you, isn't it? Mm. So it's um. Yeah, I'm glad that you shared that story, because mm-hmm. now I've learned something new about you, and yeah. uh, I've got this lovely view of little twelve-year-old Alex. Yeah, and I think the the song is like more sophisticated for than like a twelve-year-old than that time. Mm. Mm. But it was because it was gave, given to me from my cousin, so mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what's second on your list? Like I wanted to pick a song from maybe like my teen years like 16 17 i was playing a lot of computer i could pick like any song from that time that reminds me of that period but i don't know which one i want to mm. pick we could also jump to an older age like 1819 mm, sure could jump back to 17 year later yeah so what's the next one you want to talk about yeah so uh, for this song it was also introduced to me the artist by a co-worker my first co-worker, one of my first co-workers, because I just started a new job as a security installer, mm. like CCTV service man. Yeah, so that was what I was studying uh, in school. And I got a job, like right after school. And things were looking great, but the job was really hard for me. And yeah, this co-worker, I was going along with him a lot, like we worked in pairs sometimes. And he was just playing this music from a CD, I think. 
in his car and I, I really connected with his music. It's not too unknown artist, it's quite known artist I would say. And it's all Alan Parsons project. Okay. And this song was like the first one that got me. And uh, they made many songs that are really good and that I listen to, but this one is like uh, special for memories. But also I think it's a really nice song with a nice meaning also. And what's the name of the song? The song is called Old and Wise. Okay. So the Alan Parsons project. Yeah. Old and Wise. Yeah. And why did this song have such an impact on you then? Uh, it's just musically, I think it's really nice. The lyrics are really good as well. It's a nice message. Like, uh, yeah. And also, it defines that struggle I had with my first job. Like, I think it's it was very emotional for me, the song. I don't think the, the message of the song reflects on my situation, but it's... Uh, I just get emotions with songs. It's, uh, I get very emotional. Like when I hear a song, I some people start to like move and dance and some something. When I hear a good song that really affects me, I get like my body's numb. I'm doing nothing. My, I'm I'm like totally stale, just relaxed but stale. But I'm just doing nothing. I'm just staring and. In my mind, I'm somewhere else. Absorbing it. Yeah, I'm really absorbing. That's a good word. I'm absorbing the feeling. That is really amazing. Yeah, and also in, in concerts, I can just... Like, everyone else is like... Dancing and... It can be an up-tempo song. It doesn't have to be like a low... Like uh, like this, it's a bit melancholic. It doesn't have to be that. Even if it's an up-tempo song or something, I can just stand there and... Do nothing and just absorb. And I always get like enchanted or uh, like when someone starts to play something or sing, I just get so emotional affected. I, I'm just like absorbing it. I get uh, förtrollad. I, be I become captivated it's in those like moments. A, it, it attracts or holds the interest of the attention of someone, like charmed. like Yeah, charmed is a good word. Yeah, mm. I feel like I'm getting charmed <laughs> or uh, captivated. Yeah, mm. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just absorbing what I feel for it's this so cool, moment. though. Mm. Yeah. Often we do these things, but we don't realise we're doing these things. Yeah. And maybe we express it differently. So, like, for some people, maybe they are captivated by the music, but it makes them just have to move their body. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, They just can't exactly. not move mm. their body when they hear something. Yeah, mm. and I understand that feeling, mm. because I can be like that sometimes, too. But if I'm really deeply emotional, connected... <laughs> And I usually I usually get that when I think something is really nice or interesting, uh, I became that state that mm. I was just telling you about. Uh, and I noticed like maybe not, maybe other people aren't. It's not as common to be like that. So some people might be like, "What is going on with you?" So before we listen to this, mm. is there any parts of this song that we should specifically be listening out for? The song changes a bit, also I think not too much, but it's a bit. It's like a journey. There's like an ending, and I'm gonna call it out. There's like a nice ending to it also, but it's like, it grows like on the journey. Okay. And I really enjoy that in songs. Songs that, I would say, define this song last days, but songs that start out very slow and then grows into something big. I mean, m many music are like this, but I really enjoy those uh, songs that are like a big journey. Mm -hmm. 
like you start as small things more things happen mm -hmm. and then something yeah it's just blown out blows out like big time in the end awesome yeah well let's have a listen to it old and wise by the alan parsons project yes so you tell me when to hit play I really like this. You haven't heard it before? Never heard this before. Wow, well, you're gonna like this band, I promise you. As far as my eyes can see. There are shadows approaching me. as well the lyrics are really pretty Friendship mm. and life. I really enjoyed those lyrics and things about meaningful things. Mm. <laughs> so, to be about 18 listening to this? Yeah, 19, I think. Wow. It's a heavy topic for a 19 year old. Mm. To your man with depth. we got a minute and a half outro so this is going to be something pretty instrumental I'm gathering sax solo Ooh. I mean I love saxophone it's one of my favorite instruments and this is just so nice mate 
real goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I love sax solo. That's what we're looking for, the goosebumps. <laughs> oh man, this is so good solo. And also, like, I have so many th songs that I like just because it has saxophone in it. Oh! Yeah, I really like it. It's one of my favorites. This is very good. This is very good. It's a bit jazzy though with sax, and I don't enjoy jazz too much, but yeah, saxophone I do enjoy. It's nice that it fades out the sax solo. Just leaves us there. <laughs> the nice. Mm. Drifting away to sax, I can, I can see the reason for a fade out. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I think it fits the song though. Mm. The things that have been said have been said, and then the sax comes in and just mm -hmm. think about that, and then it drifts away. It's almost the like. Sax man leaving you with all this information and thoughts and insights. It's almost like the, the lyrics are said. Mm. And what's said is said. Yeah. And now the sax expresses the exact same thing, mm. but through feeling yeah. instead of words. Just to process that, yeah. It's that is, um, funny. That is a great song. Yeah, it is, I, I really think. Uh, but it wasn't me who found it. I was just introduced to it and I uh, took it to heart. Mm. Uh, it would be nice if he heard this, actually. Yaran, he was called. Mm. It's very interesting. We had many interesting conversations. I think he was also a man of depth. Mm. Yeah. Uh, very interesting guy. Every every pe all people are interesting in their own ways. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's a very skinny old guy. He was like, <laughs> yeah, skinny old guy. She would have say that on this podcast in case he listens to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, I think he would agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was skinny. I mean, for for an old guy, he was skinny. Okay. You know, most all old people, like not old people, but like over middle aged, like close to uh, sixty. Uh -huh. They're like in Sweden, uh, they usually are like having some extra pounds. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't. Okay. And uh, he also smoked a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that really puts a picture to it. Yeah, and also had a mustache. And Grey see, hair, lots of hair, and moustache. So what we've got is a skinny... You might have glasses, I don't remember. My memory's bad. So a skinny, grey-headed, old Swedish man yeah. with a moustache that yeah. smoked a lot. Yeah, installing CCTVs Installing CCTV yeah. with a 19-year-old Alexander yeah. Björkman passing him tools whilst listening to, listening to the Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think we've just created like a picture in time. That's nice. That's nice. That's what we're looking for. That was pretty cool, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, that is a, that's a doozy of a story there. <laughs> yeah, so the story, why it's so emotional for me. Uh, like it was a hard time, this first job. And it... Um, sums together the things about uh, like growing into an adult taking responsibilities earn your own money doing things because you have to not because you like really want to or something 
I mean, I wanted to work, I wanted to do what I was studying, but I got so much, they, they felt like, I, they saw that I was uh, good with what I was doing, but they gave me too much respons responsibilities for a young adult, and I wasn't comfortable with it, and I didn't feel good about it. But when you're young, you don't stand up for yourself, like, you don't say, like, I don't feel comfortable with this, I'm not gonna do this, uh, this is too much for me. You just do what you're told because you want to be, like I was, I, I'm that kind of person. I, I, I want to do, I, I don't want to let people down. And I was really about that when I was younger. Uh, so I just did what they said to me, even if I was breaking inside. It was tough for me, never working, never doing anything. More than studying, of course. Uh, into working eight hours every day, com commuting, like two hours a day, 10 hours away from home for five days a week. It just, uh, it just broke me because it was, it was just not about the work hours, but it was like uh, how hard the job was sometimes. Like getting sent to a far off city all alone, installing this CCTV system by yourself, like managing big trucks with lifts, we call lifts, right? Mm, sure. Yeah. Like being like 20 meters up in the air in December in Sweden, like the temperature is zero and it's raining and your cold, your hands get instantly cold by the water, cooling them down. And you have to contact these cables, you have like one try before, uh, if you don't succeed this first try, you have to go down, get inside because the, the hands don't work and you can't use gloves mm. because it's very finesse thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to go down, get inside, heat in your uh, hands, do another try. Uh, and it takes time and it was stressful, like I wanted to do it uh, in time to not upset anyone. Yeah, and it was like uh, hard to have those projects on your own as a young adult when I wasn't comfortable with it. And also like I was laying in bed like the night before, couldn't like... I was just, all the evenings I was processing what I was going to do on the job next day, worrying. Mm -hmm. And that broke me. I was like, I was so much anxiety when I woke up that I just threw up. I couldn't eat. I just, I, I could just throw up. Or when I got to work, I just threw up when I came to work. So I was really sick and I didn't know what's going on. I didn't know this was, now I defined it. Now I know what was wrong. But I thought I was like getting ill or sick or something. So I went to the doctor and they tried with medicine and everything. And they even uh, did gastropy, uh, like putting in a camera in my belly to see if there's something wrong there. Mm. Yeah, it was just stress. So I got really stressed about that. And it was a tough experience. And I also think like the song uh, has some meaning to it. like. He sing the song is called like when I'm old and wise. Um, there's always faces in our lives, like even though you have a bad time right there. I mean, I had good moments. It wasn't all terrible, but the job was hard, you know. But uh, you also know that sometimes things are gonna get better. Uh, and now when I look back to it, I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm old and wise, but I'm older and I'm wiser, and. Things worked out eventually for me, and I, I appreciate the experience, 
uh, even though it was hard. It uh, has grown me into a person that I am today. And like, yeah, that's some part of the message in the song, I think. That's, that's an amazing story and I'm, I'm glad that you shared it. I, I and I'm an open person, so I have no problem <clears throat> sharing and I think personal stuff. I think it's really important that you um, added that story in the context for why we listen to that song. Mm. Because um, I could relate to elements of it because I've had uh, stressful jobs in the past. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing worse than when you finish work and you get home and you're still thinking about work because of the stress of work. And it's amazing that that one song brought back those memories. Yeah. And there's almost like an unspoken feeling that well, everyone does this, so I just need to toughen up, maybe. Yeah. But actually, I think en- enough pe- not enough people are open about if they're feeling anxious about stuff or they're feeling stressed about things to do with work or the yeah. pressure that they feel. Yeah. And it's amazing that you were able to find a, a song which didn't remove all the problems at the time, but, but it's it's helped you a little bit yeah just a little bit yeah. through that time yeah and that now almost like now i would imagine that that song is like a almost like a victory memory yeah you know, really of overcoming that time yeah so now when you listen to it you listen to it with a positive view that you're out of that situation yeah exactly that's how i feel about all music even if it put me back in a bad place where i remember bad things mm. i don't see it in that way i see it as uh, like you said like some victory or like a part of my life that was important. Mm. Yeah, and I'm not getting sad listening to this. Mm. And even if there are parts of songs that I get sad when I listen to, I enjoy them as well. Mm. Like, not many, like, not all people are that way. Some people can't listen to some songs because they're too emotional for mm. them. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's you, also, yeah. You're a very deep man, Alex. Thank you. You're a very deep man. Yeah, I, but I didn't sort these things out right there. It just took some time, but yeah, eventually. And also, that's the thing when you're young adults. You don't know what's happening. You don't know if, if is it supposed to be like this? Is this what working is? Mm. I didn't know anything. And I think also even people know that they're getting stressed out. Or even like in my age, I could get into the same trap, mm. doing things, uh, thinking about my job, but not reflecting on is this good for me should I be working like this Mm. because now I couldn't say like I hardly get stressed out by my job I do what I do in the school and when I get home I'm I'm free Mm. and that is such a nice feeling and that is should be put value on I mean a sub teacher in Sweden isn't really a, a big status job it's like low status and people are asking me like why do you do this why um why don't you study something, etc., etc.? Mm. But I just feel like I found something that I can do that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, that's meaningful, uh, yeah, that works out for me. That's good, actually good for me, mm. and yeah, I can I can live off it. Mm-hmm. So I thought many times that I should change something, do something, but the later years I just thought. I have a really good job if I compare it to other people, how they speak about the job, how they feel and stuff. 
yeah, I, I really think I have a really good job. You don't want a job that breaks you. No, no. So, um, I'm going to give you just one more song. Okay. Okay? And we'll call this Alexander Bjorkman Part 1. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because I think, Alex, it's good. Th- this recording's getting really long, but yeah. I really need you to to have a second episode okay. because there's so much depth to you. Yeah, thank you. So, your third song for Alexander Bjorkman Part 1. What is it? Wow. Um, so many good songs to choose here, but I think I'm gonna choose this one. Let me just look some more. I have many more stories here. You've given us a 12-year-old Alex, yeah, a 19-year-old Alex, yeah, and I'm thinking about giving you a like 25-year-old Alex. Okay, right. So we're gonna get a 25-year-old Alex. I have a 25-year-old Alex uh, in depression, and I have a uh, like. Twen- no, 22-year-old Alex in, uh, like, in love. Okay. How, how it's called, like, when it's not in... Um, Infatuated? Yeah, no, it's, it's in love, but it's uh, not answered. Oh, like, unrequited love. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's mm. a painful thing. I have lots well, to say about that, but... it's totally up to you on which one you would like to discuss for the final song of Alexander Bjorkman part one. All these songs are melancholical now, but still, okay. Yeah, uh, let's just take this song. It's a really interesting song, and I think it's uh, also very emotional. It's, it's also very interesting because it caught me, like, from the moment I heard it. It did something to me. First time I heard it. And that's, that's the memory I have, the first time hearing it, the moment I was in. So, I was going through a deep depression. Yeah, it might be the deepest I have. I had parts of depressions in my life, but... Uh, luckily, I got out of them, and now I would say uh, I haven't had any problems for a long time so i hope i'm gonna stay that way and i yeah let's let's not say too much but i was in that state a bad state but uh, like you carry on with your life you do what you have to do but you're very numb to things you can be happy i mean you, you can be glad sometimes you know but just temporarily like the state of you is very dampened can you say like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everything is dampened, and it can hurt so much that you can feel it like physically, like how sad you are. It's very weird. Um, so I was in that state. I was just working on uh, a school that I worked on a lot during that time, and as a sub teacher, like back then even, and I think I was like twenty five years old or something. Could look more specifically, could be like 26. Yeah, I was like 26, 27, like around there, I think. So it was like five years ago or something. Um, yeah, and I was just, I think I was just, I don't know how I found this song. I was just on my phone during a break in the teacher's room, like where everyone eats and have their breaks. And I was just sitting there. And I found this song, 
and I was just like sitting there listening to it and it was like it was like balm to my soul I was just closing my eyes just listening like just like we talked to absorbing this song for the first time I heard it and it just meant so much to me it was so it was uh, it's a message it's the feeling of the song everything and I think there were teachers around there I was just sitting there closing my eyes with my earphones <laughs> Uh, and I think it helped me also. Not long after that, I could break that depression. And it's a really sad song, very melancholic. And I have that part of me, and also it's a part of like depression. But I think not long after that, I I just found like being sad doesn't have to be that bad. I mean, it's not good to, to not feel well, but there's also beauty in. The sadness, like the melancholy. You feel a lot stronger emotions about things. And you can also write uh, things that matter. It's very deep like and profound uh, when you're in that state. And I think many artists like that makes great music, they're in that state. They're, in a, they're very sad, they're very having a hard time in life. That's when they make their best music. They are in touch with these deep emotions. It's interesting. And I was like in that state when I just absorbed this song. Mm. That's that's actually a really lovely preemptive story to yeah. what we're going to listen to. I think that really sets up my mind yeah. ready for what we're going to listen to. And I really am grateful that you feel comfortable enough to share that sort of thing on the podcast. Yeah. Not just because you're sharing it with me and with anyone that listens, mm. but I really just hope that perhaps someone listening who might feel mm. similar but hasn't even realised it yet yeah. or hasn't even spoken to anyone about it, mm. maybe hearing you bravely talk about it yourself yeah. might make them feel a little bit more comforted to talk, to talk about it or even to come to terms with it. Yeah, You know, you're you're a great example in that, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, can I ask, what was it, that song that we're going to listen to, that helped you through that, that time? I mean, it's mostly just a feel that soothed me in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it spoke to me. It's uh, like I connected with it in some way. Mm-hmm. Just, I felt, I felt like, maybe I didn't concretely think that, but he might have experienced, the artist might have experienced something similar mm-hmm. or like, I felt that feeling like this speaks to me, you know. Mm. It might be that this person who wrote it felt something similar and that made it song. And while listening to it, I felt not like alone mm. in this thing. Because when you're depressed, you can feel like you're all alone in the world. And so, like you said, it's nice when people talk about it because you're not alone. And uh, it shouldn't be... A stigma, can you say that? Yeah, about absolutely. It. it shouldn't be a stigma about it because it's common disorder to not feel well and not feel happy. And so many people are feeling that way. And we should just talk about it and, yeah. I wonder how many people perhaps have struggled with these sorts of things and never dealt with them because of the stigma. Yeah. So you talking about it is, um, is a great advocate for breaking that stigma. 
So, so what's the song called? It's called Into the Night. And who's it by? It's the Motor Homes. And uh, just before we hit play, is there any part in particular I should listen out for? Any hidden sax solos? No, no, no. <laughs> I just had to think about uh, the lyrics or what they're singing. You just get thrown into the song right away, I feel. Yeah, so it's like, it pendles between two parts. It switches, and it's like, it's it's all connected. It seems it's similar, but it changes between two parts. I've actually learned the song on guitar, because I thought that guitar thing is in the song is so nice. But it's also nice... I think it's an electric guitar thing added okay. on to this guitar. It's nice, nice. It's a nice touch. But it's not important for message or anything. I don't know. But I'm gonna listen out for it though. I'm yeah. gonna be more heightened sense of listening now. Should I say? Should I say how it sounds like? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> it sounds really mad when I say it now, but we're gonna hear it. It's, yeah, sure. I just love that part. But all in all, it's just the message of the song and the feeling of it. Okay, cool. Well, you tell me when, and we can hit play. Okay, one, two, three. Into the night, we're alright. Into the pale moonlight, nothing could go wrong. Oh yeah, that guitar work is so nice. It's really pretty lyrics. It's really nice. I'm listening to this song from a totally different angle after the story you've shared as well. The lyrics have so much more weight to them. Yeah, I'm, nice glad, I'm glad you shared your story before. It really has a feel to it, doesn't it? This pain 
violins there. It's also the lyrics here. Okay, put there by your loved ones. It can be like that sometimes, you know. It's really straight talking lyrics. I love that. Sometimes the ones that you are closest to have access to the deepest parts of you as well. I like this part when it fades out, you know, everything, the noise cancels out and just playing again. Well, Alex, the idea of you as a substitute teacher struggling with depression like you open to us but being in a room surrounded by people but listening to that to help you cope yeah is is quite an amazing picture and it's it's, it's quite sad in a serious way yeah it yeah it, it makes me feel sad that that you were there in that situation yeah and you're surrounded by people mm that weren't aware of what you were going through. Mm. That also makes me think how many other people are sitting in the same room as you with headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you know they're not listening to a song to help them cope with depression or something? Yeah. And if only you knew. Yeah. That's kind of a, a scary thought really, isn't it? Yeah. It's also like, you can't share those things with anyone. I wouldn't share them with them. Mm. I wouldn't want them to know, you know? And I don't think they could help me. Like, you can't cheer someone up fighting those feelings. Yeah, of course. You can be kind, though. Like, some, there's some expression said, always be kind. You never know what someone is going through. Like, someone can be mean to you, but you never know what they're going through. And I think that is a good message to bring when you think about those, those things. Maybe, don't, maybe they don't want you to know those things they're going through, but at least... You can be kind, mm. because yeah, that that's that helps when people are kind to you when you're not feeling well. But I want to talk about the lyrics. Um, it's like he's talking about don't let yourself fall apart, keep on keeping on. Those things it's very motivating, and you know it's coming from a place like with similar feelings. Like if you just he has set tone of the song, you know. Mm. And also it can be, when you're depressed, like, you can, uh, you get hurt by, like, small little things, small words. You're very sensitive to, like, every, everything. And it can be good if you write something good, but if you're gonna live an everyday life, it's not a good thing to be hurt by some small words. But just the way it is, so, and like he said, there's those... Uh, wounds put there by your loved ones can be like that it can be like the ones closest to you that hurts you the most uh, so it can also be part of uh, the part of depression and things like this you don't have to actually I mean it doesn't have to be just about depression it could be just uh, like you're hurt mm. hurting you in some way can I ask if you had to for example on this podcast if mm. you had to give just one brief piece of advice that someone 
listening um, can take if they know someone with depression or if they want to help someone with depression what piece of advice would you give it's so hard because it's very individual I think I can say my experience has a fix for it you know uh, what I was saying before to be kind um, and also maybe like if someone is not feeling well there's a balance to it you don't want people to act weird around you mm. right but you don't also want people to hurt you mm. by saying unthoughtful things so it's a very ba- it's a very mixed thing you know mm. where like you don't want to think I don't want to think for myself I'm not going to say something that upsets this person but also I want to be normal around this person mm. it's a balanced thing mm-hmm. you know it's very hard for people, I think, to manage people that's not feeling well. And it's just mm. how it is. So I wouldn't say like, there's an easy way to, to do. And I don't think there's a fix for it either. No. Like, some people could just, like, say, search for help, get medicine. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's the answer to everything. No. Maybe some people it works for. For me, it wasn't medicine. It wasn't medicine. Uh, but I'm not saying that for everyone it should be like in my case like there's so you can't tell mm. there's so many reasons why people are get depressed mm. there could be something happened then it could be a natural depression that will go away eventually but it can also be unexplained for several reasons and you can't say that medication will fix that or medication won't fix that. Like, mm. so many things to think about. Mm. And I'm not sure if you find this, but from my own personal experience, I sometimes have found that the people with bigger personalities tend to be the ones that actually are struggling more. It's like a mask. Yeah. yeah. So that they might have a big social personality and people yeah. think, well, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. But actually, that is their coping mechanism to hide it. Yeah. I think about ones like, uh, you know, like Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's you many know? examples. And, and I, or even if you think in like, uh, in fiction, if you think like Michael Scott from The Office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, big personality, but how quickly he can get hurt by little things. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a real thing that people are like that. And I don't think it's uh, maybe sensitive people. Yeah. And I'm also, I would describe myself as a sensitive person. Mm. And people are using it as a negative thing mm. sometimes. Don't be so sensitive, mm. you know. And I think it could be right also in some situations, but also wrong in some situations. I mean, mm. I do, I am sensitive and I should be like, sometimes I should be more relaxed in those mm. things. But sometimes it's useful. Mm. So I, I would just... Um, so it's it's different. It's something that every do- everyone doesn't have, and it's good in some situations and bad in some situations. So it's different. It's like everyone, everyone, every person has uh, different personalities, different positive and negative traits. And it doesn't have to be negative, ne- negative, but it's just different. Yeah. yeah, that's a brilliant way to sum it up in a brief way as well. <laughs> 
Well, Alex, I'm really glad that you've shared just three stories. One from being 12, yeah. one from being 19, yeah. and one from a, a really important part of your life in overcoming uh, a phase of depression right, yeah. when you're in your late 20s. So I really appreciate you sharing those things with us. And um, hopefully I get to get you on the podcast a second time and we get to explore other ages of you. Yeah. But it was fun just talking about topics and yeah, sharing stories and music. It's always interesting. Well, thank you very much for sharing them. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs>